Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the 1894 podcast. Here we are after Bristol City's 2-1 win against Swansea at the very well-named Swansea.com Stadium. That is one of the most brilliant names I've heard. Um, after Reddings and um, whoever it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm here joined. Uh, I'm Annie. I'm here joined by uh, Matisse for the dissection of what was a brilliant, brilliant win in South Wales. How are you doing, Matisse? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. No, it was a very convincing, dominant performance by the Robins. I thought we played really well from start to finish. They concede early on, but came back, kept in the game, creating chances, finally broke through, brilliant comeback, limbs in the away end, and we come back home from Wales with three points. So, yeah, pretty happy with that. Yeah, so we'll just be here talking about that game, dissecting it, analysis and whatnot. This was the event. We won 2-1. Um, goals from Mark Sykes and Sam Bell from our side. And yeah, this was the starting eleven for, for Bristol City. It was Max in goal. Taylor got Hickman at right back. So George Tano was dropped from the last league game. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the last league game because I'm not really counting the game in midweek against Norwich. Uh, it was Zach Viner and Cal Naismith like it was against Hull. Uh, so no Rob Dickey, even though he is back. Cam Pring at left back, Matt James, who's the captain, Joe Williams, Jason Knight, Mark Sykes, Naki Huel, and Sam Bell, like it was against Hull. Um, I suppose the first question to you is, were you expecting that team? Well, most of mostly. I think the front, the front three was a given, but um, I was surprised that Dickie wasn't brought back into the squad since now he's available for a league game, but he kept Naismith there to partner up with Viner. What I, uh, what I would have done is put um, Naismith in the middle with Matty James, um, drop Williams, even though he did have a good game today. Uh, from recent form, I would have put Naismith in the midfield and then get that Dickie and Viner partnership. Otherwise, expected. Knight obviously starting, James starting, the back four. Taylor Gardner-Hickman first uh, league debut. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty pretty standard um also well Roberts hasn't appeared too much in the last couple of games I'm not sure in Norwich if he did he start in Norwich? No, he started I think yeah I believe oh okay okay but um but yeah mostly yeah normal and Bajic on the bench again but yeah obviously no appearance can I just say um so Casper Schmeichel has been uh, released from Nice uh Guess who's worked with uh, Schmeichel, uh, Nigel Pearson? Uh? Who needs a oh, who yeah, needs a senior who, who needs a senior goalkeeper as a little bit a little bit of backup? Uh, that was a joke. He won't come in to play backup for Max. Um, yeah, but yeah, generally on the whole, I agree with you. I think the front three was a given. I think um, Mark Sykes, Daki Wells, and Sam Bell for the time being that Tommy Conway's gone. Um, I think that's a fairly fluid. It's got a bit of pace about it. It's got finishing of Naki Wells. The only problem we have is we don't have that kind of height, uh, but then we have Yaboa on the bench who could be brought on. So it kind of, I think we're fine for now until Tommy Conway comes back. And if we if we ever get to a point where Alice Pavetti and Harry Cornick are kind of firing on all fronts, then we have a really, really good uh, op- uh, breadth of options up front. So yeah, I really like that. Um, and yeah, the, then again, Mark Sykes and the Sam Bell calls. Swansea, a lot of problems. Um, I was a bit surprised by Taylor Gardner-Hickman, I have to say. 
even though George was really bad, apparently, uh, against Norwich, mm. uh, from what I've heard. Uh, basically, him and Rob, D- uh, Rob Dickey, was it? No, Zach Viner, I think, on the right-hand side of defence were really shocking. Uh, it, was, it was a bit of a surprise. Um, but, yeah, uh, apart from that, you know, midfield has been a given for a while now. So, yeah, um, I was fairly reasonable with that and generally provided a lot of energy, a lot of dynamism, generally very happy with that. This was the Swansea City 11. Uh, it was Carl Rushworth in goal on loan from Brighton, Ben Cabango, Carl Norton, Nathan Wood, who, by the way, got absolutely skinned by um, Mark Sykes for that uh, first goal. <laughs> oh, that was Harrison hilarious. Ash- that was uh, brilliant. That was so um, Harrison Ashby, that's not how it's spelt, but there we go. Um, Harrison Ashby, uh, that's a mistake on my part. Charlie Patino, who's on loan from Blackpool and played us last season uh, at Ashingate both times. On loan from Arsenal, no? Yeah, on loan from Arsenal, yeah. yes. Right. Uh, Matt Grimes to make a double pivot. Josh Key was at left wing back. Uh, yes, left wing back. And it was a front three of Ollie Cooper, Liam Cullen and Jerry Yates. So for the first 10 minutes, we dominated. We had a goal disallowed through Naki Wells, which was yeah. offside. Um so yeah, looked we generally looked very positive, but then in kind of typical Bristol City fashion, uh, dominate the first ten minutes, concede on ten minutes. Yeah, it, it was disappointing. We, we had a strong start. I thought we got off the blocks quite quick. Sykes had that bicycle kick um, right one yard from the goal. It went yeah, in, no, but no, no, he sorry. drifted off. Not Naki Wells. It was, it was Mark Sykes yeah. who had that goal. He was bicycle. Yeah, God. Um, yeah, that was only five minutes in, but then, yeah, 10th minute, Swansea score. We lose the ball in, like, a dangerous area in the midfield, and then just one pass opens us up. Naismith, not really that great of awareness, not fast enough. He's Cullens through, and then he just dispatches the shot and bottom left, and, yeah, 1-0 to Swansea. It was, I think it was just a bit too easy for them to get the lead against the runner play, I thought, but, yeah, it was it was a shame. It was a good ball through from uh, Patino, to be fair to him. Uh, it was a good finish as well from Liam Cullen. Um, he kind of angled a little bit to, to his left-hand side and then puts it right in the far right corner for him. So it was a really good finish, to be fair. Um, but yeah, it was just disappointing because we kind of have that um, that territory again, but just don't finish chances. It's really, really frustrating sometimes. Um, but yeah, it was a generally... It generally felt like if Bristol played... At that tempo, I wouldn't have been too concerned. And we didn't... The one one major positive about this Bristol City squad is that we don't drop our heads if we go 1-0 down or 2-0 down. We just keep fighting and fighting. Um, and it's evident to see. That's kind of... That's the kind of um, mentality that's been built under, under Pearson at Hull last week where... Seemingly everything was going against us, and we just weren't going to score so many block shots. It's allowed goal. We just kept fighting. Came out in the second half, all guns firing, got the equaliser. Couldn't find the winner, but still point from being one nil down. And yeah, this we this uh, this game, pretty pretty similar story. Only that we got the winner. Um, yeah, so the rest of the second half, pretty dominant again. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Just a lot of missed chances, similar to the whole game. Like Knight had a shot cleared off the line. Like there was some spaces that like could have done better. It was in the moment though. You can't get too angry. Wells got a chance. He curled it over the bar. Just the Wells had a couple chances as well. He had a uh, bell cross in from the left hand side. It bobbled over to Wells straight at the keeper. I think he should be doing a bit better in some of those chances. 
thought he, he could have had a bit more quality in that game. But um, yeah, missed chances should be doing better. But yeah, overall, a dominant first half. And then, like you said, it's promising to keep to keep fighting and creating chances and still going for the win and not being too disheartened. But I also do think when we do get that lead, when we did um, finish the comeback in the second half, we kind of let off a bit and then we kind of invited a bit more pressure, which is not always good to see because we want to finish off the game, make it 3-1, put the game to bed, but then we kind of make risky chances, which we have done a lot in the past few years, I feel like, because then we always do concede late on and, and lack of concentration. But yeah. No, I agree. Um, in in past years, we kind of, or just generally under Nigel Pearce, we kind of uh, take the lead and go sit off a bit. And that might work for some teams uh, if you have really, you know, assured defences and a really tight, watertight midfield. That'll work. Doesn't quite work for us because we don't have, in my opinion, at the moment, Jason Knight is brilliant and I think he's the one that's leading this, but we don't have the mobility in there in terms of keeping up with players in midfield, especially Matty James, Joe Williams. Um, and they're brilliant players for what they are. Matty James, brilliant ball circulator, Joe Williams, good in tackles. But it's only really Jason Knight in the current midfield, uh, starting midfield, that's going to, you know, run around a lot. Um, and yeah, I saw a tweet yesterday uh, saying uh, Bristol City's bus has left um, Swansea, um, Jason Knight, has been left behind because he wants to run back this one back to Bristol, and that's just that just shows that how much how much um, energy he has. It's um, he's he's honestly he's a fan's favorite already. He's just that good. But yeah, um, I agree. Uh, sometimes you just need to go ahead and kill teams off. Swansea, we dominated them for eighty odd minutes, and we should have killed that game off comfortably. We should have scored a third, a fourth, and just finished them off because really nervy towards the end. Half-time comes about. Swansea are leading, but here, here's what I think proves our point. Michael Doff, the Swansea manager, actually makes a sub at half-time to completely change the system. And I think that shows that actually we were the more far more dominant side. Uh, it was Josh Ginnelly who came on for uh, their right-wing back, Harrison Ashby. He moved into a winger position and kind of moved to a few four. Four, two, three, one, four, four, yeah, four, two, three, one. Um, and yeah, second half started in the fashion the first half ended. Um, Mark Sykes gets the goal. Yeah, it was a brilliant, it was a brilliant goal as well. Yeah, no changes at half time for the Reds, but yeah, we came out guns blazing again. Uh, Williams won the ball in the midfield, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, pushed it forward, then across to the right hand side. Sykes got on the end of it cut inside, two of their players sent to the shops and back, and then he curls it to the left-hand corner, knee slides in front of the way end for the second time now at the Swansea.com stadium, because both Sykes and Bell also scored in that 2-1 away win in the FA Cup, so yeah, great goal. Um, yeah, definitely deserved. Only a few minutes into the second half as well. Um, but yeah, it was great. I also want to touch on the, just before the half-time, Wells, um, his, the foul outside the box, when he was through. I'm not sure if you saw that. He got a yellow card and it was a free kick in a dangerous position, but I thought um, it could be a call for a red card there. It was a bit of an outrageous tackle. I thought he was nearly one-on-one -on -one there, but yeah, interesting ref decisions and decisions through the game. But um, no, on the goal, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, not, not sure. Um, I, think there, I think there were a few people. I think there were at least, at least two 
think maybe one uh, Swansea defender's covering. I'm not not too sure. Um, I'll have to see that back again, to be honest. Um, but yeah, we started the second half brilliantly. Mark Sykes gets the goal, which is an absolutely brilliant first touch, second touch finish. It's brilliant. And then afterwards in his interview um, with the club, he says... Uh, Oh, the next in the thick Northern Irish accent. He says, um, "Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna cut back. I was gonna cut back the next time. Um, I did it uh, next time I came against Nathan Wood, who, by the way, was appalling. He was really bad. And this is the this is the guy who was um, linked with a ten million pound move uh, to Southampton as well. So, um, if that's a standard of a ten million pound defender, I'm not sure about that. Uh, but yeah, we dominated the second half as well. Majority of it." Uh, Mark Sykes gets the goal and it kind of for the first time in a long time it kind of felt inevitable that Bristol City were going to score a second yeah it felt it as well just the amount of chances we're creating getting into the box the threat thought like you said earlier night was brilliant he won the play of the month for August um so high energy <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought vinyl was in contention but no night um yeah. <laughs> night did des- deserve it I think um but yeah yeah great 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 uh, football by the team, I think. And then right after the goal as well, before we scored um, the second, there was a foul on Sykes in the box. 56th minute. I'm not sure. I think, personally, I think that's a penalty. And I saw some Swansea fans, like uh, some of their vlogs, and they also thought that was a blatant penalty. I thought he came in and he just kind of just shoved him over. But referee was, he saw it and he thought, clearly not. And yeah, he just decided to let the play go on. What are your thoughts on that? Um... Again, I don't know. Um, think, I think he's a. I think it's it's one of those where he, he gets part. He gets on the wrong side of him clearly. Um, but if that if that if that was given um, against me, and if we had VAR, it's kind of fifty fifty. I think we've yeah. seen. I think in the Premier League, um, especially, we see a lot of them not given. Just because if you were, if they were given, it'd be incredibly soft, and it, we, and we'd be having penalties every like twenty minutes. So um, yeah, you know what um, could have been a penalty, coulda, shoulda, woulda. I don't really care at this point. If we'd lost that game one yeah. 0 I'd I'd be screaming for a penalty, but we won the game. Um, but yeah, it look it is it is uh, it is what it is. I think I think um, I'm a bit more relaxed because we want relaxed because we won that game. Um, if you remember Holloway last season, um, we got a bit uh, shafted. Uh, and um, I think we should have had a penalty and they, they got a contentious penalty. And, oh, uh, their penalty. And he, like, tripped over air. And then, yeah, it was... It Thankfully, was, he's got that. first game um, of the season, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, look, it kind of... It, I, think, I, think, I think that's a penalty, but... Again, it could also be argued that it's a bit soft, and that we'd be having literally penalties every twenty minutes if we, if they if they're being given. Honestly, it doesn't matter to me at this point because I think our performance warranted our own luck, and we created our own luck. In essence, Mark Sykes once again turns creator this time and was absolutely brilliant all game. Ran uh, Nathan Wood and um, who's that left wing back? Josh Key. Ran, ran them ragged all game, put, pinned them back. Couldn't they couldn't get forward for Swansea, uh, the left wing back anyway. Pinned them back on the 59th minute. He puts in a peach of a cross to the back post to Sam Bell, 
And he did this against Hull as well. Like, the guy's got a great cross on him. Yeah, Sykes has been amazing for us. I think since he's joined, he's just constantly improved. And now he's gotten that first team uh, place in the squad. And yeah, he got the ball, bobbled off a couple Swansea players, but then he got it down and then crossed it in, bounced once, but beautifully weighted, fell right to Sam Bell. And then I think Sambo did great with his finish, put it across goal into the uh, bottom right corner. Yeah, it was a great goal. Jumped onto the billboard. Away fans going mental. Yeah, it was great. Quickly turn around after the halftime break. 2-1 up already with well, with half an hour to go. But yeah, amazing goal. And yeah, very happy with that. Fully deserved it. Um, and sometimes you create your own luck. Swansea defended a bit out of place. Doesn't really matter, Doesn't really matter to us uh, because it was a another brilliant, brilliant finish. Uh, a brilliant crossing. Um, and Sam Bell... He's there at the right time. Uh, the the goal against Preston wasn't spectacular. Uh, he, he he hit in the post, came back to him. He's there. He's there to tap in. This is just another. You know, he can he can play as a striker. He's got that strikerly instincts about him, but something about him just doesn't make him a very good striker. I don't know why. But he's brilliant off the left, um, and he's just, he's got the pace for it. He's got the finishing ability for it. And he's got the positional awareness for it. It's going, to be, it's going to be a brilliant play for us. And at that, and at this point, I want to talk about um, kind of our wingers because we've, all the fan base have been kind of split over who should start uh, on the wing, on both flanks and up top, really, because against Birmingham, it was Sam Bell who started down the middle. Mehmeti, um, was it? Uh, off the left? Yeah. Maybe. Was it Mehmeti? Yeah, Mehmeti off the left. Um no, I think it was Harry Cornick. So we've kind of, kind of gone all, kind of gone full three sixty here. Um, we've gone back to Wells, Sykes, and Bell, and they're they're proving to be absolutely brilliant. Them two, Sykes and Bell, magnificent. Yeah, from from the first minute, you could tell the threat we had down those both wings were just great. Sam Bell always getting crosses in throughout the whole game, creating chances. I mean, it's just what you want to see. I think our front three now are pretty pinned down for the future, I'd say. I mean, Anis hasn't like appeared too much, but I think Sam Bell is definitely definitely deserves his place in in the first team squad. Um but yeah, Nucky Wells, we don't really have any many options up there. We did put Harry Cornick late on in the game in for him. I think he's Harry Cornick will be used as kind of a substitute. Wasn't great this start of the season. Did get us a couple goals, but then again, nothing much else. Um but yeah, Sykes. Yeah, I, I just I think he's a great player, very very underrated. But now he's showing his his worth, getting getting these goal contributions. Yeah, pick pick of the match they call it. Um, but yeah, definitely deserved. Yeah, Sykes and Sam Bell. Uh, in terms of transfer fees, cost Bristol City nothing. Uh, so that's obviously just shows the brilliant business we've been doing under Nigel Pearson for a few years now. Uh, Mark Sykes, by the way. Picked up from Oxford on a free transfer uh, when he kind of deteriorated towards the back end of that that season. Other other Championship clubs would have not probably taken a punt on him. We did. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant business. Can play right back, right wing back, and centre midfield. He played against Norwich as well. So look, genuinely, what a player! So versatile and just magnificent, really. Um, yeah, that was kind of the game. 
you, you, we mentioned this earlier, didn't we? Uh, in terms of Bristol City need to be better at game management and not ceding so many chances uh, at uh, to when we're, when we're leading by by the odd goal. I think we did that slightly better, to be honest. When we brought Harry Cornick on, especially he just got the ball and just ran like directness about him. He he it was good. It, even if it was in our own half, he just run and he got a few. I think he got one foul that way. That's that's fine. If he's if he's going to come out and trying to see a game with his directness and pace, and if, if we've got Yaboa as well, who's going to seemingly um get and get get the ball and just take the game to the opposition and win a few fouls that way, that's, that's absolutely fine. So some so I think our game game management can be better, but I think it is improving. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think it is. I mean, last couple of years, we were a bit more shaky. When Corny came on, he was good, like you said. Tanner also came on for Taylor Gardner-Hickman, played more of a defensive role just to kind of keep the game steady. And then Dickey came on for Sykes in the 84th minute. Um, get, then we moved get into the like yellow a... Card. Get to yellow card five seconds in. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, and then we moved to a five back um, with Dicky, Viner, Naismith. And then, yeah, th- three in the midfield and then Cornick and Bell up front. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, more defensive. And then, yeah, we kind of just carried the game to the end. We were good in the last few minutes and added time, kept the ball up. Yeah, like you said, Cornick won a free kick. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, we. I think we could have scored a lot more goals. I mean, on another day, we could have scored three, four, maybe. But yeah, overall, we 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 played out the game well. Just got to be careful that, like, in the future, because sometimes we can be on the wrong end of these situations, and then we concede as two two, and then we're really angry with how we how we like kind of um, played out the game, and that happened a lot in like the last, I think, season to prior last. But yeah. But still, yeah, very good performance, and I think very happy going into the international work. Yeah, I think they had a, they had a mass. They didn't really create too many chances throughout the whole game, um, apart from the goal, which is a massive chance. Um, but after that, they hit the post. Um, yeah. We relied on Max to kind of uh, save us a little bit towards the end with a couple of really good saves. So, yeah, I think our game management. Should and really could be better because we do have the experience in there in terms of playing James, Cal Naismith, um, who else is there? Naki Wells. Um, so we do have the kind of know how and experience. So if we can organize ourselves a little bit better and if we can really just just be a better, solid, resolute team that's a bit watertight, uh, in the past, in the last 15 20 minutes, then we're going to win a lot of games doing that because. What what season was it? Uh, was it the season we finished seventeenth? First full season under Nigel Pearson. Yeah, twenty twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, twenty one, twenty two. I believe. Yeah, um, where we just shipped a boatload of goals um, in like the ninetieth minute. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't. Remember, I don't want to be reminded of this, but Nottingham Forest at home. Um, oh, that was. Do you remember Coventry? Do you remember uh, people? Uh, people forget this game, uh, but Coventry away, uh, where we were ten men, we lost. We we were two one. We were two one up. We had an extra man, and we lost the game three two in the end. Um, don't remember that, do you? I don't um, know. I, I do. It was it was painful. Um, oh, just just general Luton at home, uh, QPR at home. Um, oh, no, yeah, QPR at home, yeah. 
whole yeah it's I, I actually made a sheet at that during that season i calculated how many points we lost through conceding goals in added time not even just like last time in added time i think we lost like something like 15 to 20 and we would be like in eighth place like eighth ninth place if we if we didn't do that if we, if we kept the concentrate which is like outrageous so obviously it's gonna happen sometimes but we did it literally week in week out it was the nottingham forest we conceded two goals in added time to lose the game it's like it's so disappointing uh, thankfully we've kind of moved on from that team um ho- hopefully anyway uh but yeah just generally awful that season uh, in terms of seeing the game out we've improved since then which is progress i suppose so yeah um yeah, we just we just need to be better organised at not only just just clearing everything when possible, but also having that outlet and winning free kicks, some wasting time, the dark arts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, which you'd like to see in an Nigel Pearson side, hopefully. Uh, you know that kind of stereotype of dinosaur uh, football. Uh, seeing that, uh, you know, the dark arts settle in. Uh, hopefully, we see that. Um, a bit more and we win a lot more games doing that because that would be really nice um, yeah just just one just one last thing I, want, I suppose is that um, in terms of fine margins um, in terms of the fine margins going for us and against us is it was the little things isn't it for the for example the first 10 minutes we dominated it didn't didn't score a valid goal anyway we scored a goal but it was disallowed but then all of a sudden, one lapse of concentration mean that Swansea score. Sometimes I think we just need to be on the right side of it, on on the right side of tight margins, and it just doesn't feel like sometimes it goes to Bristol City. Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely do agree. So that that it can these fine margins create like big results in terms of like either you get that win or then you manage to lose, it, even though you might deserve that victory and. It changes a lot. Like it could become like a situation like against us where we can't finish those chances. But today, uh, yesterday, we managed to do that. Managed to make the comeback and get those deserved three points. Um, also, wanted to touch on just some of the players from yesterday. I thought Max was um, just a lot better. I didn't really see that many bad distribution from him. No, um, thankfully not. So that, that, that's a positive. Thought yeah, he made quite a few saves. I thought they were given. He should be saving those, but. A lot better. He'd probably be annoyed to not keep a clean sheet yesterday, but um, I think he'll be happy. I thought Williams was a lot better than uh, recent games, and I thought he was kind of everywhere on the pitch, really. He got, well, he created Sykes's goal by intercepting the ball in the midfield. Good pass as well. Yeah, or TG, uh, Taylor Gardner-Hickman as well on his debut. Thought he was sloppy at times, kind of a bit too comfortable on the ball. He gave the ball away once near the start of the game, like really early on, actually. And Swansea did have a chance, but then got out of the situation. I thought he's a more, bit more of a threat than Tanner, but I do think he's a bit more of a liability sometimes. But we'll give him time. He's, he's just his first game, really. So, but yeah. No, you kind of, um, you can't, yeah, I see, I see what you're getting at with um, uh, Taylor Van Hayward. Because I, t- I was talking to West Brom fan um, after the game yesterday, and he said, You played him at right back. Oh, that's a bit surprising because he wasn't, wasn't really comfortable at right back. Um, at, at West Brom so maybe that's kind of a temporary thing and maybe once George kind of fully gets back to his old self where he's you know Mr. Mr. Reliable 7 out of 10 every week um, 
hopefully that comes back and then yeah and then we then we uh, play uh, can't hit for the midfield but yeah sometimes just in in to kind of play devil's advocate for George is that um he doesn't really get forward as much as Taylor Hickman does, um, which is unfortunate for George because I really like George Stunner. I think he's an absolute brilliant player. And his story is really good because we picked him up from the from uh, from League Two and Carlisle, who were kind of mid-table in League Two at the time. No one really noticed him, but then we went and picked him out, and then he's been this ever solid centre a right back at Championship level. But he's just not attacking enough for us, is he? It's, it's just, it's really frustrating because he's a really good player, but it just doesn't, we need that balance in terms of Pring and Tana. It's just not giving us that. Yeah, it is obviously disappointing. I mean, I remember the pressing game as well, and that he runs up that right side, he sees Cornick, but then just cuts back and passes it back to, to the defence. Yeah, it, he's a great player. And I think our recruitment has been pretty amazing over the last few years. Our academy graduates are great and also the the plays that we pick up, like Mark Sykes, like you said, on a free, and then George Tanner, former Man U Academy as well, but left that. Um, but yeah, some of the plays we get and then bring to this level at championship is just great. And it's what you want to see, like homegrown players. Like we call Sammy Bell, he's one of our own, but most of our team is one of our own as well. Like we got yeah. Max O'Leary, Zach Viner. Like it's, it's great to see. And it's what you want, like homegrown players. And so, yeah, but we also need um, more signings as well. Saying, that, but, um, yeah, transfer we deadline. Like yeah, talking about more. transfers. Yeah, <laughs> but talking about transfers. Yeah, deadline day. No coming ins or coming outs. But a few maybe on loan. I think some of our academy. But um, Zach Viner, we got pen to paper, and then you threw a deal, which went through, which was great to see. Yeah, obviously. Um, look, he's a he's been what well, he's been up arguably behind Alex Scott, probably our best player for. 12, 18 months. Um, no, 12 months. 18 months is a push, but 12 months. Um, he's been he's been our best player, apart from Alex Scott. And um, he's just just so solid, so organised. Um, and yeah, he might make the odd, you know, lapse in judgement, but just generally, he's a really just top, top championship defender. Um, and we we're talking about, was it Swansea links and Luton mm. and... Um, Rangers and Southampton, who are kind of yeah. murmurings about him, uh, you know, going there. And with, with this would have been his last year on his deal. Really good business time down. And if, even if we do sell him next summer, if his stock once again rises and there's more interest in him, so instead of getting a couple of million for him, we could get 10, um, 10 million for him. And that makes a massive, massive difference for us. So, yeah, our. If I was um, Bush City, I'd, you know, massive, massive, massive uh, bit of business. Um, but yeah, Zach Viner, got got to credit him as well because he was kind of left out um, 12, 18 months ago. Uh, I remember that season after we finished, uh, in after the summer after 21, 22, he kind of said, oh, I was that close. I was this close to leaving the club. And thank thank, good, thank God he didn't because otherwise we'd have, <laughs> we'd have been in massive trouble without him. Um, but yeah, honestly, massive props to Zach Viner because he has turned it around so much, and he's probably our best defender at the football club. So yeah, and it's also a brilliant business for Bruce City. So yeah, got it, got yeah. it. Oh, finally, you got to praise Zach in terms of you know, staying loyal because he's been given a second opportunity or second, third opportunity at the club, and um, 
he's taken it and he's wanting to show a bit of uh, loyalty back to Bush City and, and the fans and Nigel Pearson. So that's obviously brilliant. So if we do sell Zach in in this next summer for ten million, obviously we farming that uh, to take yeah. the money and obviously thank Zach and move on. Yeah, no, it's, it's a big positive to get that done. Now that Southampton just lost 5-0, they probably want uh, to look for another centre-back. So lucky that we got um, that contract finished. But yeah, Pring and Viner in the last week or so, great to get that settled because, yeah, Viner is such a consistent player right now. Yeah, like you said, one of our best. The way he's come back from where he was and now the football he's playing, he's gotten out of some hard situations. And But yeah, another three years. But that's not, yeah, just that. But yeah, like you said, getting the price tag up because he would have gone on a free and we, we can't be letting that happen too much. Like the the Masengo situation was a bit different but because um, he didn't really want to stay at the club at all. But um, he's now moved to Burnley as well on a free. We did get a bit of compensation for that. Not too much. Two, I think it was a quarter two, of a million. Yeah, quarter. Um, yeah, 250 grand. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's moved to Burnley to partner up with Josh Brownhill. So yeah, we've got um quite we've a few got players now playing in the Premier. Oh, that that's true. Yeah, they lost five two against Tottenham, but did score. It was a good that's, finish as well. My my fantasy my fantasy Premier League team is literally just full of ex Bristol City players. My midfield is Bobby Reed, Josh Brown, and Hannah Masengo. Um, who else is it? Lloyd Kelly. Um, Lloyd Kelly. Literally just just full of ex Bristol City players. Uh, Antoine Semenyo, Alex Scott. Uh, I think we've nearly got a starting eleven. Put Adam Webster, Dan Bentley. Oh, Adam Webster, Dan got... Bentley. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he doesn't yeah. really play. I mean, he's he's ben playing yeah, today against really... Crystal Palace, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm make a whole make a whole ex Robin score. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, back to Zach. Yeah, great, great, great contract getting that done, and yeah, he'll be playing. Yeah, and also. Year. Also, campering was it th- another three years for campering as well? So yeah, look, just brilliant business because he's another asset we have at the football club who's going to be worth a lot of money if if he can rekindle that form from last year. He's going to be worth a lot of money, and if not, he's still been a pretty solid player for us. So it's fine by me. Um, and yeah, another kind of two homegrown academy lads um, kind of settled down to new deals as well, which is absolutely brilliant news. Um, if what is Brian Tinney and feeding? feeding them, by the way, like what, what Sam Bell, Tommy Conway, Alex Scott, Zach Viner, Max O'Leary, Campring, Yeboa now. It's ridiculous. That's that's like in recent years yeah. as well. Before that was Lloyd Kelly, Joe Bryan. Wow, we've got Semenyo in there as well. Semenyo yeah. in there as well. Yeah, yeah he's done an amazing job. Serious yeah. academy players. Um, I'd argue we've probably got one of the best academies in the, in the country, but just calm that down. That's I, I say that, but then my <laughs> Premier League fans get oh, my but... Premier League friends get so triggered. But they, like, think... I just think, definitely in the EFL, bar the Premier League, I think we have one of the best um, academies. And up, we right? beat also, I think we beat some of the Premier League sides as well. Just like the percentage of players we have in our first team that come from the academy and like play at this level and score goals is just it's incredible. And people will argue that um, some well, some people will argue that. Oh, a player X, for example, Raheem Sterling, uh, who was sold by Liverpool for like 50 odd million and Man City for like 50 odd million as well. Oh, he started off at uh, was it QPR, I think. Oh, so that counts as a QPR academy. Not really, because the purpose of the academy is to improve players and then settle them into the first team and then prove them in the first team of that same club. 
not to let them go and then they rekindle that form at another club in the first team. That's not really the point of the academy. Um, okay. So if, you, if you're going to argue that, oh, but Erling Haaland was uh, the, in the academy of Leeds, well, that doesn't really count um, because he didn't play for Leeds. He didn't, he, did, he didn't score 30 odd, 50 odd goals in a season for Leeds. He did that for Man City because he moved to Norway and then, you know, whatever, XX, um, it all accumulates. So, if you're going to argue about academy, it should be first play from the academy, just go straight into the first team um, and then improves the first team straight away. But yeah, I, I won't get into that. We probably do have one of the best academies in the league. We certainly are up yeah. there in terms of giving youngsters a chance, um, even the ones that did work out, you know, Joe Lowe, Riley Towler, who I think will be a top mm. championship centre-back in no time. Um, I think he'll be brilliant. Um, even though them two who didn't work out, but then they were sold for some money. Um, yeah. Sepal Beholden, I know he's just got an injury at Newport, but he's been doing really well for Newport, uh, scoring a lot of goals, but he's just got a hamstring injury, which is really unfortunate. Um, but yeah, now Ollie Thomas has gone to Newport. So, you know, there are some really good academy players out on loan as well. But yeah, just yeah. generally, academy's absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, it's like with... The, yeah, it's like with... Alex Scott, even though he was with us only for a few years, we did bring him from that academy level to that first team. And now Bournemouth, when they signed him, they put out like some pictures of when he was at their academy and they're like saying he's one of our own. And the fans, but, yeah, that is just yeah, not mate, how no, it works. No, mate. Um, yeah, we brought him to that first team level. But yeah, it's, yeah, like you said, one of the, the, the best, uh, one of the best academies. And I agree. Um, Omar Taylor Clark as well. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen with him, but did he go out on loan or he's still within the. Still within the club, I think. Yeah, sure. yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah. have to see. Yeah. Um, lastly, final final thing, uh, I want to talk about our recruitment because I think this shows uh, this performance um, shows that well transfers in general, I suppose. Uh, this window, um, I think this game shows that we can rely on the players we have right now. And yes, we would have all we would have all liked more. Um, we would all like centre back to cover for Viner, Dickey, and uh, Rob Atkinson when he's back. Um, yes, we would all preferably like a midfielder in there, another one. Um, and some of us would have liked a goalkeeper and a striker because of the injuries. Yes, but you've got to trust Nigel Pearson now. You can't keep whining on about, um, oh, we didn't, but we didn't get. X player, uh, oh, he went to oh, uh, I don't know, Tom Cannon went to Leicester. Maybe we could have got him on loan, or um, Will Keane went to Preston for 100 grand. Maybe we could have got him, yeah, yeah, we could have got him. But what's that going to do to Naki Wells? What's that going to do to Tommy Conway when he's back? Um, we could have got a midfielder because we are slightly short on options right now, uh, but what's that going to do to Ross McCrory when he's come when he comes back? Is sometimes you just got a little bit of perspective. I know we would all like another midfielder, a centre back, maybe striker, a goalkeeper, and to an extent, I agree. But you've also got to understand this this team, the squad is is performing quite well now. Um, got to trust them. Um, I was talking to talking to well a mate, I suppose, uh, and he said um, this is this is very similar to the start we had under. Uh, Lee Johnson, where we were really, really, you know, really good in the eighteen nineteen season and whatnot. Um, we had Adam Webster and Lloyd Kelly and uh, 
Josh Brownell and Eliason and Jeju and whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, that's we've moved on from that. Uh, the thing, the thing is, we we are making we are making strides, we are making progress. So, just back the team. It's, it's as simple as that. It, it, there's no point talking about players who are not here. If, for example, we were linked with Cameron Archer, I don't know how true it was, but we were we were linked with Cameron Archer for a little bit before the Premier League rumour starts came in. He scored two goals, uh, well, a goal uh, in the Premier League for Sheffield United yesterday against Everton. Yeah, there's no point talking about him because we've got Naki Wells now. Just support Naki Wells. Just just go ahead and uh, um, hope that Naki Wells starts scoring a bit. And if he plays a bad game, Naki Wells, criticise him by all means. I'd, I'd do the same. Uh, just get behind the lads. Like We are, in my opinion, a very, very... F- and I don't want to offend any people, but we are a rather fickle fan base, myself included. I'm, I'm, we're a rather fickle fan base. Just, just get behind the players. Simple as that. Yeah. Just get behind the players. Yeah, we, we've got the team that we have now. We can't improve it. The transfer deadline's over. Like Nigel Pearson says, we've we've got to work with what we've got. You can look at it, the other perspective as well. Like, we're, let's be happy that we got Ross McCrory from Aberdeen. Maybe there were links with other clubs, but we're the one who managed to get him, or Rob Dickey or Hayden Roberts. So, yeah, we, we we have to stick with what we've got. We've got people coming back from injuries. Yes, we want improvements, but it's never a perfect world. We we put in some good performances. Last two league games were good. We just got to push on when they come back from injury. I feel like the second half of the season will be very strong if we don't get too many more injuries. Lee Vyman will come back. Conway, Atkinson, perhaps Ben Aroos, um, And then Ross McCrory. Yeah, hopefully we'll see what happens with that. But like you said, we didn't have Dickey yesterday. We didn't have Roberts. We didn't have um, McCrory, obviously. But and we still had a great performance. I mean, we did have Taylor Gardner Hickman, and Knight is now an established first team player already. Um, but yeah, we just yeah, like you said, get behind the lads, and yeah, hopefully we'll still have a good season. And I see us doing still pretty well. Yeah, and going into the first international break, uh, we sit pretty nicely the table actually don't we eighth is it i think eight eight point uh yeah eight points yeah eight points eight points eighth place be nice um yeah it's it's looking it's looking pretty pretty good uh i'd say decent start good performances well good performances harland swansea in particular Mm um we now, actually, if you look at the uh, kind of the two games that were massive disappointments, if you look at Preston at home, Preston since opening day have won every game in that top of the league. Um, so we got a point from that, which is a good result. Now it looks like a pretty good result, um, and we got a point away at Hull, who are now who've just beaten Leicester away. Um, so again, that's a very good result from from, from the current run of form. Um, we lost at home to Birmingham, but Birmingham were pretty good. Uh, and they're, I think, fourth or fifth. Yeah, fourth, yeah. So, yeah, actually not that bad, is it? It's that, And we beat Millwall away, who are Millwall and hard to beat. Um, and we caught Swansea, as I said in the, in the preview podcast. We This is a very good time to play Swansea. But, yeah, it was a very good time to play Swansea indeed. We went there, dominated, won the game 2-1, simple as... On another day, maybe a few months' time, if we play that game again, maybe Swansea get a point. But that was that was a top 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 performance. 
top start. What are your thoughts? Yeah, like, like you said, I think the teams we played, bar, bar Swansea, who are still winless, every team we played are in the top half of the, of the table at this moment. So I think we've done pretty well with the teams we played. Um, Birmingham is still unbeaten, Preston top of the table. Leicester have now lost their win, winning streak. Um, but yeah, no, overall, it's been a decent start to the season. We're seeing two points of the playoffs. It's early to talk about that, but we're seeing in a decent position facing West Brom in two weeks' time now after the international break. They just off the back of a last-minute uh, goal scored by Huddersfield to lose 2-1 at home, 96th minute. Um, so, yeah, that should be a good game um, at home, back at Ashton Gate. Interesting to see how you face at home be a bit different because, like we said, as I said in the preview, part, preview podcast, we're a lot better away so far. And like we well, we showed less possession, creating a lot of chances though. And yeah, well, yeah. yeah, we won the game. Yeah, I think we need to just create more chances at home. Uh, and if that happens, we probably win more games. Um, just need to take our chances, basically. But yeah, that's that's it. They're pretty pretty solid. Um, <clears throat> pretty solid start. Pretty good performance. Good win. Um, great win, actually. Um, and it's always nice to win against the Welsh, isn't it? Um, especially at that place. Um, nice, to, nice to give them back. Nice to give it back sometimes. Um, quick yeah, prediction for really... the West Brom? Or should uh, we do, quick... do, you, do you want to do it in, in the weeks. next... Yes, in two weeks. So we'll wait because we yeah, might still okay. have injuries back. Uh, we'll wait. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thank you guys very much for watching, listening to the podcast. If you are, if you are, if you have um, done that, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the uh, 1894 podcast. Just it's a little red button, click that, and hit the notification bell as well. If you are, if to be notified every time uh, we upload a podcast, which will be after um, after every game, before every game, kind of that little period there. Um, yeah, really good podcast. Uh, really good, um, really good win. Um, Matisse, do you want to say goodbye? Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for watching. Yeah, subscribe to us on all the podcast platforms. Follow our socials on Instagram, and he's on Twitter as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been good. Good win, international break, and yeah, we're back at Ashen Gate in a couple of weeks. Yeah, all the social media platforms will be in the description uh, description uh, down below, so you can just click that as well. It's been uh, it's been Annie. Uh, great. Great performance, great win. Um, we'll see you all later in the next podcast in a while's time. We'll take a little break um, and we'll be back. Bye. See you guys.